Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and we are an affiliate radio station of the Las Vegas Raiders, so you're able to catch all those games uh, especially this week when the Washington football team comes to play at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, is this going to be a trap game? Uh, will the Raiders be so high from their victory over Dallas that they overlook Washington? Um, it's going to be interesting to see. So we've got head coach Rich Basaccia, uh held a press conference yesterday. And talked about some injuries and the Washington football team. We're going to bring that to you right now. And this is courtesy of the Raiders Network. Okay, today, obviously, um, we just got done with practice. And, and uh, Waller did not participate. Um, Carl Nassip did not. Patrick did not. And, and um, they're still week to week. We'll know a little bit more as uh, I get with our trainer at the end of the day today. Um, we had worked a new snapper in today. I know what happens with Trent as we go through the week. Um, Carson Tinker, he played last in Tampa Bay a few weeks ago. Actually played against uh, Washington the last time he played. Um, and uh, Trayvon Mullen is still week to week. He ran a little bit off to the side today, but I haven't talked to uh, Chris to see where he is at this particular point. So that's where we're at. I'll take any questions you may have. Rich, we've seen uh, how sneaky big uh, a, a snapper can be. Um, there's games that have been lost because of that when a guy goes out of the lineup. How big is it? I mean, you're a special teams coach um, in the whole scheme of things to have somebody that's capable of, of filling up. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we, we had a couple options, a couple different guys, and he, he's um, played recently. He's played in over 70 games, and, and he's got a lot of experience. I think he played as recent as three weeks ago. So um, we're fortunate we can get him in here. Um, and he f- passes all the protocol, and he had a good day today, and he'll get a little bit better tomorrow. So we're, we're glad to have him right now. Rich, with saw Deshaun finally be a big part of the offense. Is it a matter of just time or, or feel from the coach staff as to when to get him more snaps and, and get him into the system in terms of, or is it just till he adapted to it and, and knew what to do? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it was his third week in the system, and, and uh, I think Edgar did a great job, and, and, and Ole you know, did a phenomenal job of getting him in position on a lot of different uh, route concepts for us where um, Derek knew that he could be there when he was supposed to be there, and I think that's a – a little bit of it as well, trying to get a little bit of chemistry um, in practice. And, and um, we've done some things to shorten practices, so there's not as many plays 
maybe as we've had in the past. And so to get him the right amount of plays to get chemistry going with Derek, I think it took a little bit of time. And hopefully, again, it can get a little bit better each week. Rich, a lot of coaches and players talk about winning or losing can be contagious. And during your three-game losing streak, effort wasn't an issue. It was just not being able to find a way to win. Can getting that win and the way you guys played on Thanksgiving be contagious for this team going down the stretch in a positive way? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that our execution was not very good. We didn't think in those three losses. And I think, I think if you look back at the win at Dallas, at times we executed really well. Um, at the times that we didn't, you saw some flaws in, our, flaws in our game, both in the kicking game, on offense, on defense as well, where we gave up some explosive plays like we did in the kicking game, some that we did in the fourth quarter on defense, and then we came back in the overtime, had an explosive play with Josh's run, had an explosive play to um, – Deshaun on the big play for the 56-yard field goal and then one to Hunter. And so I think when we execute the way in which we think we can, um, we're, we're going to put ourselves in position to win every game. When we do a poor job of executing like we did in some of those situations in those three games that we lost, um, you put yourself behind the eight ball and you don't give yourself a chance to win the game. So I'd like to think it's an execution issue. Um, hopefully we're going to keep getting better at that. But I think attitudes are contagious as well, you know, so hopefully we all pick a good one. And, and um, But I, I do agree, Hondo, that you can, you can get caught in a spiral of bad, right? And hopefully you can get caught in a spiral of, of good as well. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. You got a chance to see uh, Washington on Monday. Uh, what stands out about them? Well, certainly they're finding a way to win at the end of the game, right? Um, they're playing with a quarterback, plays with a lot of grit. Uh, my son played at Middle Tennessee, so I'm familiar with him playing at Old Dominion. And, and um, really, it's, if you're a fan of football, you, you're a fan of watching him play football. You know, he's hard to get on the ground. He can extend plays um, with his legs, and he doesn't look like he's afraid to zip a ball down the middle of the field like he did on Monday night. And certainly, they're, you know, they're really running the ball well. Obviously, uh, Gibson's getting better each week um, playing running back in the league, and, and uh, they're doing a good job of blocking up front. So I think that's the first thing that you see when you look at their offense, uh, the way the quarterback's playing. And we had McLaurin in the, in the senior bowl. We all fell in love with him. You know, his attitude, his effort, his ability to make big plays. He was a great special teams player coming out. So, uh, you know, he's really playing well for him as well. And then the tight end is, you know, he's been hard to cover. And, and uh, we've we got to make sure we can know where he is, right? So, and then defensively, they're, they're two inside players, you know, are playing, they're playing really well. They're stout inside. Um, they're doing a great job. Their safety, Collins, comes down in the box a bunch. He's a physical player. So I think they're lining up. They're very similar to some of the teams we played here recently that know what to do. They're trying to do it really well. They're trying to play really physical. They're giving themselves a chance to um, win games in the end, by the way, in which you're playing. So they, they've had a big kickoff return for a touchdown here as well this year against Atlanta. So um, they're forcing a kicking game also. Coach, uh, whether it's taunting or snapping or just with penalties, what would you say – from your point of view, is the biggest area of improvement you've noticed from Andre James so far this season? Well, I think some of his one-on-one -on -one blocks, you see some improvement. We've left him on the island a little bit versus some big noses um, where he's had to reach or be able to play back door on some of them as well. So he's real athletic when he gets on the second level. But I think at the point of attack, um, he started to improve there and do a better job with his hand placement and being left on an island. So one-on-one -on -one with that guy. With the Carl situation, I know you say it's kind of week to week. Uh, Carl has um, his injury. If he if he weren't able to go, would Malcolm Coons be somebody? Uh, he'll be certainly one of the guys that's on the conversation. Malcolm had a pretty good practice today, so we'll see what Carl's status is as we get towards the week. His event has been around a while, so we certainly want to lean towards how he feels going into Friday's practice. Cleveland was you know came in here with a lot of uh, fourth pick in the draft. Um, 
Because you're playing a lot of special teams and doing fairly well, it looks like. What does that say about somebody that's he's accepting of that? You know, that he came in with a lot of stature and he's playing on special teams and that's been a big role for him now. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I certainly think the hype of the fourth pick of the draft is, is maybe bigger than what Klee thinks of, you know, who he is. I think we're trying to do whatever we can uh, to put people in position to help us win a game and he's never been above anything that way. Um, so I think he's, he's just trying to, we have this thing about what can I do to help us win. And I think he, he certainly, he came from a program that was like that and he's bought into it here and he's, he's been, you know, he's been great for us. He's done a lot of different things, had a lot of different roles for us, and we, hopefully it continues. Did his role expand, expand a little bit with, with Carl maybe not going on? Something? Again, you know, he, you know, he did a lot of things. He played inside for us a little bit last week in some of the third down situations, so I think he's doing a good job. He's doing everything we ask him to do. He's playing with good effort, and you know, hopefully that will continue. Coach, uh, looking back at the kick return you guys allowed the other day, was that something that you guys did? Was that a judgment you make? Or is that just yeah, it's just my fault. It's my fault. I did a poor job. Um, there's not a whole lot of guys left from uh, from the previous coaching staff before you guys were here, but you know there, there is a familiar face on the other sideline uh, to a couple guys in the room in, in Jack Del Rio this week. Is there? Do you talk about like emotions of that or, or, or dealing with that? Yeah, you'd have to ask those guys. For me, I mean, you know, uh, Coach Del Rio, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. You know, I, I he's, was Coach of the Year here, obviously, and, and took the team to the playoffs. And you know, I played against him. When I was in Tampa, he was in Jacksonville, and then uh, so certainly Coach Rivera, you know, he was in Carolina, and and um, you know he took his team to the Super Bowl, and so they have a tremendous coaching staff over there. They're really doing a heck of a job, I think. Um, they've had some injuries as well, but yet they're still finding ways to win games. So I, I think every game is emotional. Um, for the most part, we all know each other around the league, and and anytime we get to go, you know, face to face against each other, it's it's three hours of you know bang your head against the wall and shake hands at the end. So. Rich, beyond the, those emotions, though, the fact that his defensive mind, he's DC over there, do you lean on, I'm guessing based on your previous answer, that like Derek and the offense would remember or know maybe what's coming at them a little deeper, or is that something that you guys would know because of the familiarity of coaching styles as far as his defensive mind? Of Coach um, Del Rio's defensive yeah. mind? Yeah, I think it's, we're, we're going to go by what we see on tape. you know, and, and due to some of the injuries, he's done some different things um, along the way, you know, he's made some adjustments after losing some players. And again, you, you look at the way they're playing on defense. They're a physical team. They're a ball hawking team. They, they've done some things with getting, you know, Collins in the box, which they didn't do earlier. And, and uh, again, I just think we all adapt to the personnel we have for that particular game. And I think he's done a really good job doing that. Thank you. Where the golf courses were right outside your door, the Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite golf packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. 
And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And as we said on Sunday, big game for the Raiders. Washington Football Club coming in. Sounds like a soccer team until they get a new name. Um, and again, is this going to be a trap game? Are the Raiders so high from the victory Thanksgiving that they're going to overlook this Washington team? They better not. Um, they played on Thursday. We got to see them play on Thursday. They pulled a victory out, and they're playing with basically a no-name quarterback who does a really good job for them, controls the game, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and we'll go from there. So we've got Derek Carr with his press conference from yesterday, and we're going to bring that to you right now, and this is courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, nobody got down during the losing streak. It was just, hey, back to work, you know. But after a win like that, especially the way it went, everybody played well, giving everything else, is there a different, like, attitude? Is there kind of a bounce in the step of everybody now? I think um, uh, you try your best. You know, coaches always tell you, treat winning and losing the same, right? You know, treat, treat both imposters the same, right? And uh, you, you try and live by that, uh, but you know, what, no matter what anybody says, um, you know, there's definitely a different feel when you win a football game. You know, you know, you, you know, you, you worked hard. It feels good, right? Um, you know, when you lose a game, you know, you're frustrated. You know, you worked so hard and you lost the game. But people always talk about a 24-hour rule and all these kind of things, right? The, I think the main thing is, is in, in our business and what we do, you, you have to try and stay in the middle as much as possible. You know, not get too high when it's going really well, not get too low when it's hard. Um, you, you look at any team, any of the really good teams, especially in the AFC, you know, there's a big old cluster of teams around the same record, you know. Everyone's had a lot of good days and a lot of teams have had some bad days, you know, some really good football teams. So it happens in our league, uh, you know, and uh, I think the main thing is, is that you try your best to stay even kill and trust the process that you're going about. You're always trying to improve your process and that mean what I mean by that is the the day to day and the the every week grind from until the game is over until you you know kick off the next one that process right you try and improve it every time and experience helps with that but um, you know it didn't it didn't necessarily feel much different because I think Foster said it best I mean you know yeah you, you everyone gets to see us on game day but you don't get to see us come in on Monday lifting weights and the, the mojo of the team and all that kind of stuff. And I said, that's why I, st- I stayed so positive. Honestly, it's because of the guys in our locker room, they helped me do that. Derek, um, you guys have dealt with injuries and player loss uh, offensively. For the most part, the offense has been able to stay at a fairly um, efficient level. Is that a product of offense itself, the scheme, or the players that are involved? Uh, how are you guys able to... And you might have to again this week with maybe Yeah, I think um, I think it's both. Um, you have to have a good scheme. Um, if there's one thing I've learned in my time, you know, coaching, you know, from from watching the game, from being around the game for my, a lot of my life, um, coaching matters, you know, um, big time. And uh, you know, I we have great coaches here, um, but you also have to have the players to run the plays, right? Um, you see a lot of good coaches go get head jobs and. They may not have the rosters that they're used to having, and they end up getting fired, and everyone thinks, oh, they're back. It's like, no, not, not really. You know, they they got a good, good thing going, um, you know, and, and vice versa. It, you know, you see some players 
in a system where it doesn't work and then they go somewhere else and then they explode and everyone's like, he's good now. It's like, no, no, you know, it's, you know, fit, it has to be a fit too. So I think here we, Mr. Mayock and Gruden have done such a good job of what scheme we run, mixing it with the players um, offensively. I can't, you know, defensively, you know, they have done the same thing, but I'm speaking for us. Um, you know, I think that it has to be a mix and you have to have experience. Um, you know, there's things that I'm experiencing now in my you know fourth year in the system that you know I'm doing things so quick you know sometimes it looks like we're just snapping the ball but really I just checked a play twice and I didn't even move I just did it from here you know but we're just we're just moving at just a different speed um, than we were three three four years ago so you're, you're not gonna talk about stats I get that but in the wins your numbers are huge can you talk to that point of in wins what's been going right is it you know, chasing early scores, uh, pushing the ball down the field more because the difference is astronomical. Yeah, um, yeah, we. It's actually a funny stat, you know. Like I, I always joke around, you know, with Ole. He's like, "What do you? Anything you don't like?" I was like, "Yeah, just those run plays. Just call the passes." You know, like that's every quarterback. You know, uh, I almost, I almost went to SMU with June Jones out of high school because he's like, "You can come here and start. And we'll throw it every play." I was like, "Really?" <laughs> you know, and my dad was like, "All right, well, let's wait. You know, let's let's see what else happens." You know, uh, but that's every quarterback, but. Um, is there a correlation? I'd have to go through every game and like really tell you honestly. You know, um, there's been a couple games where we've been close to 300 and we didn't win. You know, and um, I, I I have always been about you have to have a solid run game. No, that doesn't mean you have to do it 40 times, but you have to when you turn around to hand the ball off, you, it has to mean something to the defense. You, you know, and uh, without that, I we wouldn't be able to throw the ball as much as we can and much as we do um, down the field. Um, I've talked to you guys this year um, about just taking an aggressive approach. Um, you know, I think that that stems uh, one from uh, you have to have time to do it, and and two you have to have, two you have to have a play caller that wants to do those things, and three you have to have the guys to be able to do that. You know, I, I would sit up here some years and try and beat around some questions um, because we may maybe necessarily didn't have some guys that were that was their best thing, so we had to figure out how to move it a different way. You know, and uh, you know, now we have some guys that can really fly, and there's no secret we're trying to throw the ball deep. Um, but at the same time, that's another way to get the ball in Josh's hands. If they want to play really soft, I have to be smart enough to check it down and get it to him. So to us, that's just another touch for Josh. And it may be a passing stat, but really it's you know just another touch to get him the ball in his hands. Is it, you know, in terms of the red zone, does it get more frustrating if it doesn't work out there as good as you've been between the 20s? Oh, yeah. And when we watch the red zone, I mean, you go back – I can, go, I can think of a lot just off the top of my head of some points we've left out there on, on, on some, honestly, some silly stuff. Like, oh my goodness, we do this every day. Like, you know, let's just do it like this and we'll execute, right? Um, uh, but again, one thing that I thought was cool last week is, you know, we get two quarterbacks in the game, you know, and Marcus was able to run for a touchdown. Now people have to card that up, you know, like me as someone who loves the mental side of the game, like, if they're not putting that on a card, it's gonna it's gonna beat them again. So they gotta work that stuff, you know. And they're it's not they're not spending time on the stuff that I, you know, do on a daily basis. And that that's good for us. So um, I think that all of that working together will help that area. And speaking of that, speaking of Marcus, I mean, ever since he came in here, you spoke highly of him, said how much you like the guy. But I mean, it's been almost two years now. What has it gone about how you expected? Has it been better than expected just with him being around? Well, because I knew him and knew of him, it's been exactly what I expected. He's been awesome. Um, he's the most supportive, um, you know, has my back all the time, is there to help. We're, we're talking on the sideline, and 
we have three guys that have started games sitting next to each other talking about our experiences and hey don't forget they they signaled this or they checked this or they did that you know and we're to be able to have that communication um at, at the level that we're able to talk and there's a respect there because you know we've played we've all started games you know what i mean and uh but but to be able to have him out there on the field too to be able to do what he does uh you know in the run game and things like that it helps us so much you know uh you saw it uh, work in New Orleans, um, you know, with Taysom when Drew was there, uh, and they were still throwing the ball all over the place, and uh, it, it, and it's helping us, you know, do some different things. Again, it makes the defense have to go, you know, talk about some other things in their meetings, waste some of their meeting time on this instead of only talking about this, and it's really great, you know, because he's one of the best in the league at that. I mean, he won a Heisman Trophy doing it, you know, uh, so to have him. Uh, be able to do those things and help us win football games. I, I think you guys know me well enough. I don't care how we do it. I just I just want to win the football game. But I do wish he would have threw me that fade, though. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys have used uh, play action a lot more since Greg took over as a, the primary uh, play caller, and it's, it's paid off in a big way for you all. Uh, really, regardless of whether the, the running game is going matters, it's worked pretty well. What do you think has led to your success in that area? Specifically? Yeah, well, he has a he has a lot of experience. Um, in that kind of system, um, you know, with uh, with Coach McVeigh, I think Coach McVeigh is one of the best. Uh, him and you know Kyle Shanahan and some of those coaches at the play action um, and being able to utilize that. They, I mean, they do it year in and year out. And they're really good at it. And Ole's been around that and uh, he's seen it. Um, and and it mirrors up really well with our run game. You know, uh, if you hit play and then hit pause a second and a half in, it should look the exact same. And that's really hard on a defense. Um, and uh, you saw, you know, the same kind of actions uh, where there was a pass, a big play, same kind of actions, and it's a run, and it's a big play for Josh in overtime, you know. And, uh, you know, for us to be able to do both, um, you know, ultimately will help both of us, uh, but but it definitely has helped us as an offense. And I think it's helped the offensive line as well, you know. Um, you know, every time they're making the same steps, it's not just run, it's not just play action. I mean, it's, it's mirroring up, it's kind of similar, and it's helping them out. You had said that, um, that Deshaun, that everything was headed in the right direction with Deshaun Thursday. It seemed like it that all kind of culminated. Um, yep. How important was that? And yep. uh, moving forward, how big can that possibly be? Yeah, I think the first couple of weeks we talked about how, um, you know, uh, everything was moving the right way, but he's not on the field as much. So just because we called a play for him where he's the number one option doesn't mean I'm just going to draw back and throw it up to him. You know, like it has to be the right look. It has to be the right coverage. Uh, I think what we saw in the Dallas game is he was on the field more. He had more opportunities. So when his number was called and they were playing a certain coverage, well, okay, well, yeah, that's where the ball's going to go. And uh, he had three, three, four targets, uh, three, three catches, um, a big penalty for us uh, on a go ball, uh, uh, really two big penalties um, on go ball. So he could have had, you know, five, six catches for 180 yards or whatever. And uh, you know that, you know that that that's him just being able to, you know. Uh, handle more and you know be in the system more and being able to play more and uh, you know I think that him being able to do that obviously gives us that that stretch that we're going to need for everyone else to get active too. I asked you after the Cowboys game about during the three game loss losing streak it wasn't a lack of effort. A lot of coaches and players think winning is contagious. Can Thanksgiving Day catch this team on fire going down the stretch? Absolutely can. Um, You know uh, you would like to think this is the time to get hot, right? Um, you know, we sure have done it the opposite, you know, in years past. Hopefully, hopefully this is the time that we can, you know, really hit the ground running and get hot at the right time. You know, um, 
my brother, who you know I love to death, obviously. Um, he's always encouraging me, and he, you know, when we were on our rough patch uh, right before the Dallas game, he said, "Just so you know, you know, this was our record before we won the Super Bowl, and we got hot at the right time, and you know that that kind of stuff." And uh, it just gives you like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I, I believe that too, you know. So uh, we got a, but we got a big one this week, you know. If we don't, if we don't take care of business today in the meetings, don't take care of business tomorrow at practice. And all through this week, then Washington's going to come in here and beat us. And we, you know, we obviously we don't want that. So we have to be focused, locked in, and bring it on Sunday. Yeah. <clears throat> you brought up offensive efficiency, Hondo effort. But the fact of the matter is, three straight losses. With the extra time, the game film that you've watched since Thursday, is, have you realized, is there something that clicked or something that you guys did differently that worked, that you weren't doing in the previous three games? What, what was it about the offense that finally clicked? Yeah, uh, we executed at a high level. Every play, uh, you know, there's 11 guys um, on the field <laughs> at one time, and all 11 have to do the right thing. Um, sometimes they may not do the right thing, and it looks like the right thing, and you're like, well, why, why, why didn't we do this? It's, you know, it's like, well, it wasn't the right thing, you know. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, we have to make sure that if we would all just do right, Coach Cable says it all the time, guys, just do right. You know, which means have the right footwork, have the right communication, recognize the defense, and go and execute. You know, the way that we have to, and the way you execute is you do the right footwork. You know, you make the right reads. You know, you do the right steps, the right hand placement. And when you do right, I in the Dallas game we just did right a lot longer than we, uh, a lot more than we did in, uh, in week in weeks prior. Awesome. Yeah. Um... You mentioned that the key really is not getting too high, not getting too low. But when you're coming into that Dallas game, you're riding that three-game losing streak. And then on the third play for you, you find Deshaun and he's gone. Yeah. How much does that affect the confidence of, of being more uh, calculating, being more aggressive down the field when, when, he, when you see that, oh, that's there and he can do it still? Well, I think we've been aggressive all year. Um, you know, we, I think from an explosive standpoint, even in our – losing streak that we were on you know we still had a lot of explosive plays you know and um you know again i told you all year i've been i've been you know upward tilt you know uh, as gruden would tell me upward tilt i want to see the car at an angle you know and uh I, i've tried to do that you know and when it's there i've tried to let them launch you know and uh probably more times than i probably should have a couple times um but um when you when you connect on one it just gives confidence to the whole team that okay here we go you know we're executing again it's not like we're back on track we we, we got it's like no no that's that's what we talk i i talked to deshaun every time we ran that play three times i think in walk through you know leading up to that game and i said hey if we get that look we got i said i want you to run right here break across the field i'm gonna throw it to you right there and when it came, you saw me. I stepped up, and everyone's like, he was throwing this to him all the way. I was like, yeah, because we got the look, and it's exactly what I want, and I knew he was going to do exactly what I asked. you know. And, uh, and when you do something like that, it does something for everybody. Like I think I talked about where the other guys hear that conversation, it works, we score. They're like, oh, man, I need to have that conversation with Derek. You know, I need, you know, and it just makes everybody better. So um, I don't think it was just that moment, honestly, that moment, because we have, I, I mean, I've been trying to, throw them deep all year, you know, and, and let and just push people vertical to help the run game, to help the underneath stuff and all that. But um, when you execute it, just it obviously just feels better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one there. So that is 
Brian Kelly's contract with LSU. Now, here's Lincoln Riley's deal. Um, Lincoln Riley contract details, and it's not confirmed, $110 million. USC is buying both his homes in Norman for $500,000 over asking $1 million bonus. Buying a $6 million home in L.A., Unlimited use of a private jet 24-7 for family. Pretty slick contract there. Um, so, as I said, from USC and LSU, those are the two contracts that publicly there is knowledge of who is receiving what. Now, Notre Dame is supposedly hiring Marcus Freeman um, as, their, as their head coach. Marcus Freeman was uh, asked to go with Brian Kelly to LSU, and they were going to pay him over a million dollars. So it'll be interesting. Freeman, 35, is completing his first season at Notre Dame as defensive coordinator. So it's going to be interesting to see if Notre Dame hires him, which it's looking like is going to happen um, there. So those are the latest updates on the, the major college coaching hires last week. And as, you, as we started to see, a lot of guys, a lot of kids have decommitted uh, with schools. And uh, so I think with some of these coaching moves, we'll see what happens with some commitments from uh, players. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, food for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And in some local news, this is a pretty interesting one. Um, the Anaheim A's are reportedly looking at the Tropicana Hotel site to build their stadium. Um, two other sites have also piqued the interest of the teams, one owned by Wynn Las Vegas, the other by Caesars Entertainment. Uh, according to a report Wednesday from CNBC, this comes from Mick Akers, uh, Bally's Corp, which owns the Tropicana Las Vegas, declined to comment on the report. A spokesperson for the A's also declined uh, to comment, which, you know, means something's going on there. Um, A's president David Caval told the Review Journal last month the team had put an offer on a site where it could look to build a $1 billion Major League ballpark. Uh, Caval didn't reveal the site at the time, but noted the team was down to two or three sites in Las Vegas. Uh, that would that would mean Tropicana, Wynn, and Caesars. Um, if you pick up the paper, you will see where that is located, the corner of Tropicana 
and Las Vegas Boulevard, right across the street from the Excalibur Hotel, um, within walking distance of T-Mobile. So great location. Now, the only thing that I was told was that uh, they were looking for at least 70 acres to build because they want to build a uh, not just a ballpark, they want to build a, a uh, apartment complexes, shops, restaurants, and things of that nature. So with Tropicana, is only 35. Um, but talk about exposure. Man, that would just give you a ton of exposure to be on that corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana. So... Uh, I mean, you're right down the street from Allegiant Stadium, you T-Mobile across the street. You got the MGM across the street with MGM Grand. Um, you, you've got uh, the facility at Mandalay Bay, um, the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay. Uh, so it would be a great location for a ballpark. And I'm going to tell you what, that would sell big time to people wanting to watch Major League Baseball. So you're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We'll be back right after this short break. Coach's Corner continues. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Uh, Last night, the Golden Knights, playing at the Honda Center, lost... To the Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, uh, 6-5, keeping them in the third place in the Pacific Division. Anaheim scored four four goals in a 12-minute and 28-second span in the second period. It was the first time this season the Knights allowed four goals in one period. Uh, This is a statement from Robin Lerner. Far from good enough. Um, Myself included. That's not the Vegas hockey we got to find our way back to play our type of hockey. The Knights 10 or 12-10 and 0 are used to pushing the Ducks around. Last season they were 7 and 1 against Anaheim. Uh, but the Ducks 13-8 and 3 have sent a message that things could be different this season. They erased a 4-1 third period deficit in their first meeting on October 29th at T-Mobile before losing in a shootout. Um, so Left wing William Carrier stopped the bleeding by scoring on a three-on-one, but Anaheim kept coming. A shot from defensive Josh Mason bounced off defensive man Alex Petrangelo's skate into the goal. Um, So the Golden Knights losing to the Anaheim Ducks last night at the Honda Center. Um, This is a quote from Pete DeBoer, head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. At the end of the night, you score four, five goals, you should win. Our attention to detail defensively wasn't good enough. So, uh, Coach Pete DeBoer, working with his patchwork team with all his injuries and that things of that nature, um, Mark Stone was on the ice, uh, got hooked on a play into the boards, went off the ice, but he came back. So, um, so... He was, Mark Snow was hooked at 342 into the third period by Anaheim center Derek Grant. Um, he was attended to by a trainer, skated off the ice, went back to the locker room. 
and less than five minutes later, he came back and provided a screen for Pacioretty's goal to cut the deficit to 5-4. So, uh, he gutted it out, DeBoer said. We'll see tomorrow what we're dealing with. So, Las Vegas Golden Knights on the short end of the stick against the Anaheim Ducks last night. And need to do a better job, but they got to get healthy. They got too many players injured, and they're, these young kids are playing great. And it's going to be interesting to see when the players that are injured come off of injured reserve and what they're going to do as far as the salary cap and moving people around. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Castle Blake Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada.